0: Is it piece of chain or Tao chain. It's the Arrow podcast series.
1: The number one Apple business and number four entrepreneurship
0: podcast.
1: Speaking from
0: Hong Kong. Today's guest is Tom Basie, the owner of Basie Insurance. Tom helps people in small business fund cost-effective health insurance options and employee benefits. He serves customers in the DFW area and across the states of Texas. Parole to starting Basie Insurance. Tom was a design engineer, engineering manager, and project manager in the IT industry for over twenty years. He has an a- MBA with coursework in marketing and IT, a BS in engineering with a concentration in design, and an AS in Spanish. He can deliver, speak, read, and write in Spanish. Without no further ado, let's tune into the wide range conversation with Tom. Hey, Tom! Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Errol. It's great to be here talking to you. I'm glad to be on with you today. Yeah. Uh as as you know, I just
0: told you, I study your bio and then uh there's a list of questions I really want to ask you. Uh but before all that, I want to ask you a question first, because you are born and raised in Austin, Texas. And there are so many people lately, uh, they moved to Austin, Texas. Mm, some mm-hmm. people I follow, like Ryan Holiday or Tim Ferriss. Uh, these are the people that I admire. And I, I'm just wondering, why do why people move to Austin, Texas? What is the good things about it? Uh, yeah, I'm just curious because I used to no. study in Salt Lake City, Utah for a year, mm-hmm.
1: but I don't know about anything about Texas. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great question. So to your point, even in magazines literature, it's listed as the place to be in the United States. So it listed that, there must be some reason, right? and there are, and I can share those with you. So number one, it's centrally located east and west, right? If you were in Los Angeles or New York, you're far away from perhaps the other one. So it's centrally located. Mm. The climate is pretty good. It, it doesn't get too cold. It's not excessively hot. Mm. It, in, in the United States, there are different economic factors that go on Texas actually is one of the few. There's only six states that don't actually have a state income tax. So it's kind of tax friendly, too. Oh. Now, besides that, that those aren't really the main reasons. Those are something someone considers They're, they're you know, Tesla's moving a big production facility. Here, so that's some of the reasons business moves here for logistics. Hmm. But actually, Austin in particular is also it's a highly educated the, the University of Texas is based there. So actually, it's this if you look at statistically, it's a it's a it's a concentration of intellectuals and an educated workforce also tends to be progressive in their thought. And so there's a there's a variety of reasons. And candidly, and in a certain way, I mean, you mentioned you, uh, Salt Lake City, it actually is or was a small college town because it's grown so much, maybe you can't say that anymore, but a small college town has certain appeals as well. So there's a, the, we don't have time to cover every reason, but hopefully I've given you a few to kind of explain it to you. Mm,
0: got it, beautiful. So let's move on to your career journey. Uh, I'm really I really want to know how do you move into the issuance space
1: because before that you have a very technical background. Can you share mm-hmm. with us your technical background? Sure. Let's talk technical first. So my undergraduate is in engineering from the University of Texas. So that's convenient. So that's part of the reason you and I are talking today because I, I'm a technophile, an engineer, a nerd, what you whatever you want to say? I'm a nerd too. I like the, at the <laughs> Now having said that, so I worked I worked for 15 years at a major telecom manufacturer and I worked uh, six years in medical device. industry. So even within technology, I switched around during mm-hmm. that time. I actually got an MBA I, worked, I went part time and did an MBA. So I have a business foundation as well. So I have a master's in business. And so I love uh, technology industry, actually even societal impacts. And so mm-hmm. I, I worked for them and really. So I was a design engineer for really only, say, five, seven years. And then I spent a lot of time in project management. And that was in software development sometimes and even mm-hmm. in medical device. So I've been fortunate even within even within the area of technology prior to shifting to an insurance uh, mm. business, I, I have a breadth of exposure that I'm grateful for.
0: Yeah, perhaps one or two portraits, you know, I, I'm talking about IG portraits that you are
1: proud of. Maybe one or two, can you talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit? Uh, okay, I'll talk about one in particular. And for one thing, I like to be agnostic. I don't want to make make remarks about the, the, the companies. I've worked for some great companies, big 100-year-old, um, mm. impact, very impactful tech companies, but I like to kind of keep it quiet. I don't want to say exactly, right? But so what I offer is uh, there's a series of telecom, telecom in itself in the Dallas area, three hours north of, of Austin, There's that there used to be what was called Telecom Quarter. And international companies also, not just domestically based in the U.S., international companies have big presence still to this day there. So sometimes i was involved in those those projects were so huge sometimes Mm -hmm. we would oversimplify it and say it was a thousand engineers that wasn't Mm -hmm. quite accurate because maybe it was more like 600 engineers but there are quality people management test people deployment Mm -hmm. so it's but it's a it's an undertaking so i personally managed one release i was a partial manager one, but i at one time i eventually owned or i was the project manager of a single release and when you release that sometimes you release it to a single customer some telecom provider or sometimes to multiple customers mm-hmm. i really did it to one but those are big huge projects it takes so there's people working uh in the us in multiple locations in asia pack multiple locations, sometimes europe and so they're big huge projects and so i was doing these um global project virtual teams uh 20 years ago even and i'm, and I'm proud and happy to have done that so that's kind of an example i'll say it mm,
0: got it so basically you are working for the big huge projects uh, in big huge company and mm-hmm. I, I think i would like to say they are corporate america and yeah. i'm just wondering is there a difference between corporate or america or corporate hong kong i don't even know because i uh, i work with a lot of uh americans and uh Mm i i know a little bit about american culture but um, i want to know what exactly is corporate america and Mm -hmm. in the 20 years journey um, do, do you
1: learn anything about it you know that's a tough question number one corporate america sent me to hong kong so i'm pleased to say i've been there i'd like to get back again And and these days the world is getting smaller daily. Right. And so there actually is so much overlap. And so, for example, and and so I also went to the corporate headquarters of the company I worked for. They had a corporate headquarters in Beijing. So I actually have a photo right over there. I could pull over here and show you from my office of me standing in front of the corporate headquarters. It has Chinese architecture. You can kind of recognize it, you know. But so my Hmm. point is the world's so small. There's a lot of overlap, you know. So I think the difference. So corporate America. I think in a lot of ways, I don't think I'm going to tell you anything that's going to shock you. It's driven by shareholders that hold a board of directors and a CEO accountable for profitability. There are the, the huge resources allow you to accomplish some big, amazing things. And that's great. But there's also a loss of humanity as a result, right? Because you know, corporations tend to work almost like their own in the entity. They're kind of de- de- defined that way. And there's some, there's pros and cons to that. So when I worked there, what I did like is like one in particular, that that, that place right there there was such a high quality of humans as far as their intellectual ability and actually even their character. They were good as well as too. So I really enjoyed the benefits mm. of having a huge pool of resources in corporate America. But mm. it it has a downside. You get lost in the shuffle, right? Humans, individual people, uh, are, are you're you're kind of quantified. You be, the cliches thing to become just a number.
0: Mm. Got it. So um, I think it is more or less like Hong Kong. Very money driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, focus on the shareholder uh, benefits mm-hmm. first. But I think that's stranger. But anyway, uh, what is the aha moment led you to find the basic insurance? Because that's a very big change. Even though you have an MBA, you know mm-hmm. business and you know technology. But mm-hmm. for me, I think because uh, I career I career transition into technology. That's what I like. And mm-hmm. then you moved into insurance. What is mm-hmm. the aha moment for
1: you? Yeah okay well it it would be i I would be inaccurate to say there was a single aha moment there were several but the other thing i would offer is in corporate america the other thing is we as we talked about there's just a financial component right just return on investment and share so actually i've been participating in investing in one form or another and 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 as a project manager i did risk management actually the insurance industry is just kind of the intersection of finance and risk management so there's some obvious overlap there and candidly i'm actually Man, let me see. So for, to answer your question, number one is so uh, health care is expensive in the U.S. And although mm-hmm. you're although your employer, corporate America, provides you health insurance, it's typically not enough. That is typically you're going to have a deductible. It is X thousand dollars you have to participate in before the health insurance starts. And then also mm-hmm. health insurance doesn't cover 100 percent. Typically, typically, like on average, you gonna, you're going to have to pay 20 percent of the cost. So if I ha- go to the hospital and there's an expensive hospital stay. I have to throw down a few thousand dollars as my skin in the game. And then whatever that bill is, you know, if I have a big car rack, spinal surgery, heart or brain surgery, I, they're not going to pay for hundred percent of it and maybe up to a maximum. I'm going to have to pay perhaps 20% of a big number. So mm-hmm. my point is there was an aha moment for me. Someone called me when I was still working in Corporate America and they offered me a cancer policy. I was like, what do you mean a cancer <laughs> policy? Mm-hmm. So one out of three people in the U S male or female are expected to get cancer diagnosis statistically. And so uh-huh. I kind of understood that the the and so I purchased a cancer policy. My point is, I was a customer first. It was relatively cost effective. I'm going to say it's less than fifty dollars a month. I bought that, but it covered me, my wife, and my son at the time, who was still a minor. uh mm-hmm. and, and, and so, if any one of us got a a diagnosis of cancer, boom, they give you a lump sum of money, whatever it is, because cancer cancer is, is an expensive uh diagnosis to get. There's a lot of expensive drugs and treatments. Mm-hmm. And so, my point is, I became a a customer first. Mm-hmm. Then when we talked about the pros and cons of corporate America, when you get tired of pros and cons, for one thing, you know, pre-COVID, this was a this was not as obvious to people. Uh, I Many people commute. And so I had an hour commute every day from my house. So, so I was spending two hours a day doing nothing. Right. And it took me an hour to get to work and an hour to get back. And so I was looking for a second career. And so this insurance industry kind of it, an opportunity, someone presented it in front of me. And so that's how I got in. So I'm four years into it now. So I've left corporate America to your part. I have more autonomy I, as an MBA. I actually did my MBA in marketing. I really wasn't doing marketing. I was doing project management, finding stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm marketing. I'm making product decisions. That is which which so- solutions I'm going to offer to which populations. I'm making those decisions and how on social media I'm going to interact. that's part of the reason I'm talking to you today. Right. I want to have presence. I want people to find me. So it allowed me that and candidly, you know, you and I have some overlap in a couple of things. Uh, it's allowed me to do things like I am interested. We'll talk more, I think, at, on mm-hmm. Web3 blockchain. So words, there's, there's a, believe it or not, there's a transition that although not obvious, it, it will make sense over time, the more we talk. But I hope I've answered your question about how how I got into how I made the transition from uh, corporate America and technology into insurance, maybe. Got it. So basically you spot
0: a lead because you are a customer yourself and then Mm -hmm. you know uh, people lead it. So uh, you also want more autonomy in your career because you just don't like the one hour hour or one trip, two hour commute every Mm -hmm. single day. So you become the CEO of your own company now. Exactly. And providing insurance. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And okay, let's move on to the insurance technology because that's you yeah. think that I really want to talk about because mm-hmm. every single one is talking about right now fintech, insurtech. Is mm-hmm. there any problem space you've seen in the current state of the insurance industry, business
1: model, products, talents, mm-hmm. whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as a problem, I would actually refer to it as an opportunity. They're kind of the same thing. So number one. The insurance industry is behind in certain ways. We needn't get into the philosophical or regulatory reasons why. But in those only recently, with only the with only the last X years, have mm. they really become mm. more electronic in the application process. And you know, they're they're new to the game. They in other words, I, when I like I still have a few paper. Uh, applications on my desk that I could use. there's a, there's a small subset of people. typically they're older people, a variety of reasons why they may still want to do a paper application. basically, I've been in the industry four years. I've almost done zero because I don't want to. I recognize the benefits in electronic documentation contract, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for example, I'm required to keep copies of documents from a regulatory standpoint, it's much easier to do that electronic. So when I'm going to so when I'm going to provide someone some solution, and by mm-hmm. the way, every insurance policy, it's really a contract. It really is the contract between the insured. If I was enrolling you arrow in a in a life mm-hmm. insurance policy, it'd be a contract between you and some big insurance company. And mm-hmm. basically they're agreeing, yes, you pay every month some dollar amount. And if you die, for example, then they will pay some other amount that's been determined in that contract to whoever you specify. And so mm-hmm. that's been that's been done in a paper standpoint. for minutes. The good news is, it is now electronic. But so my point is, but still further. And that's the thing. So what I'm hinting at, I I emphasize the word contract. In other words, without recognizing the insurance industry really is a great use case for smart contracts. And they really already are contracts. They really are. But we've been doing it paper for hundreds of years. And now we've just gotten electronic, but the electronic is still kind of dumb. It's mostly a PDF, for example, you know, but at least (laughs) at least now, if I was going to sell you a life insurance policy, we could all do it electronically and you would use uh, an electronic signature methodology and you would get a copy of it. And the carrier would get a copy, and I, as the agent, would get a copy. But so we could do it. But uh, that's that's my response. That it's 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 ripe for doing things mm-hmm. more automated, more mm-hmm. co- uh, personalized. That's what Got
0: I it. So I try to sum up. Correct me if I were wrong. So basically, mm-hmm. the past, the past day, or even the current stage, it is the digital digitalization of the industry, insurance industry falls behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than, uh, than other industry. And Correct. there are still a lot of papers uh, flying around contrast. And the future states, from your perspective, it should be done through, not just electronically, but maybe uh, f- through smart contracts. Uh, it lends itself to it, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are moving into the future state. Can you elaborate more about the future stage of the insurance industry? Because you are the insider.
1: Sure. Well, here's another example. So one, you already understand the the contract implication. The other one is the words, everybody doesn't understand the word underwriting, but underwriting is basically in the insurance industry where they make a decision on uh, how much they're going to charge you. For example, in other words, the younger you are, then the less an insurance policy is going to cost because number one, there'll be more time they'll, they're going to estimate how long until they have to pay that for you. Right. Cause eventually they'll have to pay it. And so they estimate that, but my, but then they also want to ask you some questions like, well, do you smoke and or so where you live? And so my point is the underwriting process, the decision-making of kind of sizing or pricing mm-hmm. that also could be automated. And that is getting automated. So if I'm going to enroll you, and again, there's all different kinds of solutions, but life insurance is just an easy one to talk about because everyone understands it. If I were to enroll you, in a, in a life insurance policy today, well, I'd wanna, I, I would capture this information. When I say I, well, you and I might do it over a, a mm-hmm. virtual meeting like this, and I could enter it in, or I could send you a document. Enter it in. But my point is, that could actually even be just kind of captured. And in, in my point is, in other words, an easy button. In theory, mm-hmm. you could just press a button. It would already gather the information about you that they need to know, even build up the the policy and then send it back in those in other words, the agent like because i do claim i now i claim even in that scenario in theory i still add value because i need to help you understand what the policy is and there's different options but my mm-hmm. point is in theory of so much of it, just like anything just like any industry when you're when you're manufacturing something in theory we can have a robot manufacture something for us right and in, and in theory you can make it configurable, so that you can make that analogy in the insurance industry we're still a ways mm-hmm. away from that but but certainly the more standardized it is, right? But here's another example. In other Mm -hmm. words, uh, riders are what they call in the insurance industry, the options, if you will. So if you might say, hey, Tom, how much will it cost to insure my life for a million dollars? I'm 30 years old, okay? And so I I can quickly put it, but but then the options, yeah, but would you like to cover a spouse or a child? In other words, so there's still some interaction and some decisions, right, you know? and, And for example, their rules often, depending on the carrier, they will only let you cover this. You're a, a child to up to 50 percent of your value. And mm-hmm. so I just examples I just need to explain it to you. So it is a big complicated thing. But I think after this discussion, I suspect you can see how, OK, yeah, you can see how there's plenty of use cases for automation, be it uh, distributed blockchain or AI. There's plenty of there's there's still plenty further that someone could go in, in the future on insurance.
0: It seems like you are not just doing the agent, typical agent work. Uh, it seems like you have a business plan one, some easily innovation. Do you have anything doing ongoing project
1: or secret pet project? Uh, my Well, my secret pets, yes, are different. So for one thing, to your point, mm-hmm. I uh, for one thing, I do the traditional interesting. That's what we're talking about here is traditional finance versus new finance. So you want to say Web3, mm-hmm. blockchain, that kind of stuff. I, what I will tell you, what what you what what I don't have is the answer you want to hear. I'm not secretly doing the next version of insurance. And sh- I'm not doing that. But what I do have, mm. well, my my partner myself, we have a separate company, and it's called Dojoga.io. Mm. And so I'm learning. So for example, I mean, I, I coded years. I, I coded in high school many many years ago. So I understand coding. I I used ancient languages. I used Basic and Fortran. But oh have, man, have, seriously! Yeah, I, in fact, in one my like university. I How would always that? love to learn low level coding. <laughs> well, now that's that I, think I know the, that I think the
0: lowest level coding I have done is C. That's it.
1: Well, I you I. I a couple more things, and let me brag since we're nerding out here. Actually, for one one course in university, I actually used cards too. So I coded some where you use the old cards. Oh, wow. I did that in one course. Yeah. So I'm really but beating the dust off. That makes me real old when I did that. Uh, i also studied low level language actually as an engineering undergraduate i studied machine level so i wrote assembly which is code i mean literally low, it's it's that's uh characters that you write go right to the microprocessor so i have exposure to all that stuff now i couldn't write today if you had me write a, co- uh, a program that i probably couldn't or it'd be very very arduous but my oh. point is i have taken classes on uh, solidity which is the language which is of block uh it's it's kind of like javascript and or python that you use to write smart contracts on the ethereum blockchain so i'm conversant that's the thing so i'm very conversant so my pet project is just like everybody in the space people trying to figure out exactly what you want to do and you're looking for problems right now to your point you're kind of making fun of me almost like well tom you know the problems you just solve those i i haven't done that part of the reason is is because the insurance industry it, because it's so slow right in other words you know, just, it's cool that's what adopt just they, yeah they don't they I, i'm telling you they i just got them to do to allow me to do electronically now it's like it's going to be arduous to do it up beyond that but so the company is called dojo got, and we're just kind of going around we, we did do one we did do one nft project so we helped an artist generate some nfts and push them to the blockchain and release them on OpenSea, for example so we've done that and then we help people with uh smart wallets so so it, it, it's the thing. It's an all progression. When I do it, if I'm going to enroll you in an insurance policy, first I have to explain to you what that is. The younger you are, you may not understand that. So I'm, I need to explain what a a, a long-term care policy is. Or So I have to educate first. And so dojoga.io is really my side project where we're just helping people participate in Web3. So if you're an artist, we want to help you. If you don't know what an NFT is, well, we'll explain to you what an NFT is. We'll show you that. And I kind of we even have a document we call the uh, the NFT factory where we kind of make a process because you're gonna if you're gonna do it's one thing to push one end to mend it and push it there, but if you're gonna do a bunch of them, I'm able to use some of my expertise in big software development projects on the importance of having a process so that you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. produce, produce multiple of those. And so I we can help there. If you don't if and and because I'm long time in personal finance, mm-hmm. I want you to understand the difference between a custodial wallet and a non-custodial wallet. If you're just starting out, you make the decision. I'm also in sometimes in insurance world. It's so regulated. I'm not allowed to tell you, for example, in certain in certain product categories. I can't use the word best because I don't oh, wow. know what's be- because I don't know what's best because I don't know what's going to happen. That presumes that I know the future. But my point is, I have to merely educate and let you make the decision on which policy you're going to do. Oh, man. Um,
0: you have to tell it. Koloha. You are very opinionated on the insurance industry <laughs> and uh, you have many ideas and I, I, you you know the problems very well and all, and you can come up with a solution very, very quickly and you have the entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you do anything in the near future, assuming you have unlimited resources on it, time, capital, mm-hmm.
1: whatever? Mm-hmm. You do anything about it i think you do right <laughs> i would be willing to but at this point in my life for one thing have to having spent so much long in corporate america remember i like freedom too that's part of the reason i'm doing it. i just go around have conversations and help people in traditional ah. i like that but to your point this is what i'm telling you dojo so guys i have a partner as well and we've done some these, we've done small projects so just like everybody in web3 blockchain well i'm looking for projects so i'm in your i'd like to talk to people and to your point there's certain things that I can bring to the party. I'm telling you, like, for example, I cannot or I could, I understand it would be inefficient for me to write the Solidity smart contract. But mm. I what I could be good at is writing use cases. Yes, I can write use cases that are easily implemented in mm. a smart contract. And I can talk to people about the problems. Right. I can explain. Yeah, this is the problem. So I could partner with somebody mm. to Help them maybe architect solutions, but I but I can't do it on my own, right? So that's why mm-hmm. that's why we have dojo.io we're, we're we're we just started. We got kind of presence. Uh, we're just barely getting started, and we're just trying to meet people. So I I think I'd like like I didn't make NFTLA. I would have liked to have attended NFTLA, but I'd like I like to kind of catch up and go to the next uh, show like that. I want to go and meet other people who are just that's like I'm telling you the whole space. It's it's ripe with opportunities. You just got to figure out which problem to solve. So we're just kind of going around meeting people, figuring out. How we can collaborate?
0: Mm. No, what, what what I'm trying to say when you uh, what I'm talking about when you have the technical know-how, I, I'm not saying you actually doing some hands-on coding mm-hmm. in minting um, NFT or right. coding no. on the blockchain. Uh, I just think I just say you have the high-level concept how all of the moving agreed. pieces work together. And agreed. Yep. Yeah. What a waste if you don't do anything about it. You are taking me as more or less. Agree. <laughs>
1: yeah. Agree. But that's why I'm talking to you today. I'm glad to talk to you because you know that and it's good to have you come. You, you never know. You and I may collaborate or something or we mm-hmm. may know people. So that's why I'm talking today. Yeah. So it, it is a bit of a waste. But I mean, that's that's the way it is. You you got to find. I say this. The younger you are, the more you get You're driven and you just you, you grind through. I don't want to. Do, I want to do things that I like. So it, mm-hmm. it's. So I prefer to I prefer to find a project that I'm very passionate about, maybe or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I do find that a lot of projects have an altruistic side, right? Sometimes they have green initiatives or social injustice. And I like that stuff, too. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of I just want to meet somebody that wants to solve some problem where I we can participate with them, help them solve that problem. And then and if it's if I can get on board and be particularly passionate, uh, candidly, I'm passionate about the arts. I'm passionate about uh, mm-hmm. visual arts and, and uh music and stuff too so it, it just haven't figured out what to do but the reason you and i are talking is because i agree it's a bit of ways well, I, well, I ought to do something i just haven't figured out what it is yet hmm. actually i have one more question
0: uh about the insurance technology and that was the core reason why i come to, to wrap up this session but before that i want to ask you about um, what are you enjoying doing right now uh seems like you are really enjoying life and uh Set aside your job as CEO of the Basie insurance and also some pet project dojo.io. Uh,
1: going on the side, what what are the things that you are enjoying doing right now? You mean besides that? If I if I set those aside, you want something completely separate from those? You're asking. Is that your question? Mm -hmm.
0: Whatever you are enjoying doing, and then you haven't talked about it on this episode.
1: Well, for number one, I I am I'm helping people in a certain way with financial personal financial literacy so actually i enjoy just having meetings so i'm, I'm a member of local chambers of commerce and then i, pr- I participate in mm. zoom meetings and the like with people all over the us most of my products with the ex- web 3 is the only one where i can go international i love to travel internationally covet has shut things down a lot i want to get back to asia i want to get back to europe i haven't traveled a lot in south america i've traveled extensively in, in mexico but mm. so i i love to meet people and mm-hmm. And provide and i'm I'm also continuous learning, so that's the thing i know a, I know a lot high level stuff to your point. I don't know the details, so I'm learning all the time too, so mm-hmm. I enjoy meeting people and then and like I say, I'm telling you I help people at the end of the day, if I enroll someone in insurance policy, I've helped them protect them and their and their family. If I educate someone on what the securities are with the difference between stocks and bonds, when I educate them on that, I'm helping mm-hmm. them there as well. And then this whole block. And then candidly, the reason I'm talking to you more than anything else is I do believe it's cliche, but I think blockchain technology, this distributed, uh, immutable ledger stuff is the future. I think it's going to be it's going to be everywhere. So the sooner people understand some piece of it, I don't understand all of it, but I understand a lot of it, hmm. they're better off. So I believe that by evangelizing blockchain technology, you and I are actually helping that way, too. Did I answer your question adequately there?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, one last question, Uh, can you educate me a little bit more about the insulin industry? Uh, The reason why I really want to interview you uh, on this podcast is uh, I read a book about insulin industry, which is called the Insultech book. And then I I read it, and then I just think, well, it's amazing. Many of the use cases in the Insultech overlap with the FinTech or even some other industry technology. Mm -hmm. If I want to dive deep more into this domain, what other resources would you recommend? Not just me, also the Mm -hmm. listeners to
1: explore a little bit more. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's tough. What I would offer is for one thing. So again, my insurance knowledge is limited to the U.S. I don't have international ones as much, but here in the U.S., Mm. the insurance industry is is, uh, governed at the state level. And, the, and so, for example, one of the things that I like about it, it does require license. So no, you can sell, if you want to sell cars, you can sell cars, right? <laughs> or mm-hmm. if you want to practice medicine, now you have to go to university. to get a re- So insurance is somewhere in between. So you do have to at least get a license. And so my point is uh, there are, there's a lot of literature available that explains insurance. Insurance is a big, huge, it really. And I was so fine. If I say finance, FinTech, Those are those are big words. Insurance is a big word as well. And so, for example, I only participate. I don't participate in what we in the US, we call property and casualty. I don't protect things. I don't provide risk management solutions for things. I basically provide risk management solutions for someone's health or their finances as well. And Mm -hmm. because particularly here, if so, if I've saved up a bunch of money for my retirement that I want to leave to my child, but if I have a bad diagnosis, uh, that can actually eat up my savings. It can be so expensive. like, what if I got a big cancer diagnosis in it? You have to spend your, you know, so you can, so to have a policy, you're actually protecting your other p- p- part of, uh, finance, but to get educated on it, that's thing it's so big. It's mm. kind of like asking, Hey, I like software development. Oh, wow. There's, there's so, there's uh-huh. a wealth of it. But the distinction is even software loans, not particularly regulated. That's saying you can go online. If you want to, if you want to learn to code solidity, you can find a, 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 someone that'll show you how to do it on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. find information on YouTube, but my my, my point is the insurance industry. It's a it's an old legacy industry, but there's a wealth of information. So I would encourage someone to to pick a mm. however it's easy for you. Either pick a medium where you can in, in uh, where you can do search engine and find things about it and read about it, or meet with someone. Actually, there's plenty. Of, like I would love to meet with somebody. If somebody wants to just talk about it. I can sit around and we'll have a conversation, a virtual coffee or a, or, or an actual coffee if we can be in the same place and just talk through it. But I, I don't have a great notes. Uh, on the contrary for web blockchain web thing. I like to endorse that book, the Bitcoin standard, and it's not Bitcoin, Bitcoin centric standard. as much as it, I, I'm a proponent of that. And so that's my point I have an easier answer to that. I've read several books in web three and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm not just a Bitcoin person. So I'm talking about Ethereum mm. and I'm talking about NFTs, but I learned so much, even though I have an MBA, I only had a couple of economics courses. I learned so much about economics and the rationale why uh blockchain i think will is going to be so pervasive is from that book so i'm so i I have a good answer for that the bitcoin standard is the book to read for web 3 blockchain stuff but i don't have a good answer like that for you for insurance because it's it's there's too many i guess
0: okay maybe um, the topics about bitcoin standard and those types of um more of fintech what Mm -hmm. else resources maybe that's my last question
1: um, so besides that book, uh, okay, I'm, I I like to be agnostic. So I didn't mention that author's name, but the other the other thing I would say is so free code camp. In other words, I think that's oh, the name of there. Hmm. I believe so that I found on YouTube. So I learned a lot just from taking these courses and learning how the, So they show you how to set up the development environment. They hold you in. So it was that that was. So I took a course on Solidity, and so I learned how to code in Solidity, uh, how to set up development environments. Uh, how smart contracts work and so mm-hmm. by the way in the event you're listening to, and so and solidity is for smart contracts on the ethereum blockchain i just learned a lot from that so uh, i would offer that so youtube there's, a, there's plenty out there but i think it's called free code camp the one that i use that i that i thought was very well done oh so you are learning how to call ethereum i did intentionally yes i wanted to uh, again it's not efficient for me to do it right there are people who do it better but i wanted to do that so that either if I want to do something small in a development or a prototype, that kind of thing, I, I can do that quickly or, and, or also I, I can understand. So if I, if I want to use a third party, if I'm going to, if I'm going to ask someone, Hey, I want you to do this, and they estimate this is how many lines of code it'll be. This is how many long I want to be able to, to understand that. Right. I, I'm not, I'm not just mm. naked or not completely independent on them. All right. Maybe in code review. And so here's another thing I'll, I'll send say this to you. I believe in software quality. So, for example, I think code should be documented so someone can be usable. So, if I want to give you the code or me the code, for you know, so much blockchain code is open source or shareware. Well, I like it to be useful. I like to look at that code and understand what it's doing. I also think it should be testable. That is, I'd like to have a use case uh, for every kind of functionality, and so we can then run and run a test case to make sure the code does work. So, I'm just uh, from mm. years in corporate software development, I have certain things, certain processes I like to follow. Got it so yeah that's
0: the end is there anything that or message that you want our listeners to know or you
1: want to announce from the perspective of mm, basie insurance if anybody if this resonates if this discussion resonates with anybody i can be found on all the social media platforms basie insurance is the company tom hmm. basie is my name and then actually dojo got io is the is the blockchain stuff so they want to talk about
0: d-o-j-o-g-o-d
1: uh d-o-j-o sorry like dojo like it's kind of like the japanese it is intentionally it is a word not unlike certain cars it is there's it's nonsensical it means but it's it's built from a bunch of different so there's there's both latin and eastern replication to it so it's Mm. dojo ga dojo Dojo kind of like the school or dojang in in basel (inaudible) artists uh, kind of or school. It's it's the school of the way. Dojo is literally the school of the way. Mm. Ga has different things, and then actually in Latin things, do can be two or of mm. the, and then dojo ga can be players, for example. So it has a lot. It has a lot of different meanings. So it's dojo ga mm. But so I so in either in either scenario, I'd love people if they want to just further the conversation, I'd love for them to reach out.
0: Mm. So thank you so much, Tom. Thank you for your time. It is very enjoyable because basically I think you are the very first people, very first insurance agent that I can communicate about coding. <laughs> technology. Yeah. Really. So it is very enjoyable enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it
1: as well. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for you setting this up.
0: Cool. So appreciate it for, for the audiences. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, until next time. Yes, so,
1: everybody uh, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for joining. Right
0: yeah